Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 105 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it is me, the Lone Vault Wanderer. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. Awesome. And we have a doozy of an episode today. We're going to be bouncing over a lot of different topics, but... First, as always, if you want to become a part of the podcast, a patron guest, do consider contributing to that. On top of that, we have all of our mobile links in the description down below if you want to listen on the go on any platform of your choosing. And now, let's get into, I think, the number one topic that a lot of us want to talk about this week, which is Bethesda and multiplayer. So what happened was there was a senior core engineer job listing on Zenimax's website for Bethesda Game Studios, the one in um, Maryland, not Montreal. So that means it's Todd Howard's team. And one of the desired skills for that was the ability or having experience in creating an online multiplayer environment, hinting at the fact and and practically confirming that the next Bethesda Game Studios game or upcoming one, more likely, will have multiplayer in it. And what I found interesting about this was that when I was doing some research, I remembered that Fallout 4 had a multiplayer mode that was scrapped and that apparently Bethesda Game Studios tests out multiplayer modes with every single game and see if it sticks, and then they obviously, up until this point, have scrapped them. So I saw this and was, like, not that taken back because it's obvious they've been wanting to do it for a while. It's just what kind of multiplayer are they aiming for is what I'm really curious about. So it's like a the, Destiny, the thing that's really weird, though, versus, because I it, if you look at the, all, all the job listings from Zenimax, because there's like 21 of them, including that senior core tech position or whatever it is, and the only one that mentions multiplayer is that one, mm-hmm. and that 20 others don't. So I don't, I don't know what it actually does mean. Like, who knows? I mean, other positions like graphic designer and level designer and things like that, programmer, don't talk about multiplayer at all. So I, I don't even know if this indicates whether it would be multiplayer or not. That's true. No, it could be possible. Um for me, though, it's just that's a very weird skill to have a desire for if you have no business in creating a game around that, right? Yeah. That that wouldn't make much sense to me either. And it could be something when they're talking multiplayer environment. They, they I mean, it could be something as simple as a leaderboard. I don't know. Uh, it might not be like this shared world or this co-op that we're thinking of. But based off the games Bethesda creates, you'd imagine it'd be one of the two I just mentioned at least. Mm. Well, and that level of game designer that's not like a that's not somebody you come in as an advisor to tell people how to do leaderboards though i mean that's a sort of a pretty detailed job Hmm. so i'm just assuming that it's probably more in-depth than that but i'm I'm worried it's going to be something like you know some kind of skyrim card game or something (laughs) it won't be yeah i mean because like i i immediately before the podcast when you were telling me about it i was like oh fallout 
Skyrim 2, the 2 and in, you know, I was like, this is going to be good. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, wait, it could just be like something small, you know, like a, something small be the, because uh, Gwent, the mobile game you know, working on. Yeah, I hope it's not because if you told me Fallout 5 was going to have co-op, just two people or four yeah. people, I would uh, – the the desire is already there to play those games, obviously, but the desire mm. would – it would shoot through the roof if if it was a full-on – it's time. Like, yeah. I think it's, it, it's been time. I mean, since Morrowind, which I'm old. You guys probably didn't get to play that when it first came out. But since Morrowind, like, it, it everybody's always wanted the ability to, to – run around and look how successful Elder Scrolls Online is. Yeah, so. and that's interesting because um, when, when I first heard of this, right, I was like, all right, multiplayer is a very vague term. It could be any kinds of multiplayer. Right. I wouldn't mind co-op campaign, but it's not necessarily something that I'm actively pushing for. It's more if, if Bethesda really want to go down this route and I'm not going to be one to say, no, stop your creative decisions here. Mm-hmm. do what I want. If if yeah. that's what they wanted to do, then I wouldn't mind if it was kind of a co-op campaign kind style of game like Borderlands. But the the issue is, even though that sounds nice on paper, is that kind of game style, it, it's going to flow down through every single design choice that they make for the game. So when you think of a Borderlands, for instance, it's not open world. I mean, it's a hub-based kind of game where you have to fast travel to different areas. Everyone has to be ready. When you, in, when you go into menus, the menus don't pause, right, the, the, the game itself. So those kinds of decisions would, I think, fundamentally affect what game BGS actually develops compared to their past games and whether you can have a co-op campaign style of game in an open world. Is that even feasibly possible? I don't know. I'm not too concerned I mean, about it being a Fallout online. Some people were asking about that. And the reason I say not is because some fundamental mechanics in Fallout would not work. Now, the argument against that is obviously Bethesda what doesn't have a problem changing the fundamentals of Fallout. You know, they added a voice protagonist, yeah. for God's sakes. But, I mean, if you were to to put it, Fallout in an online universe, um, not only would it not really be Fallout, because part of it's those in-between moments of traveling to places where you see, like, death and destruction, and you're like, wow, I'm really alone out here. But if you see, like, 200-plus people running around with you, it's all of a sudden a much different scenario. But also, that's what more. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't think I wouldn't do want that. to see online. Co-op would be fine. Yeah, yeah, there's co-op, ways you could co-op, work co-op, around that. I wouldn't yeah, up, that. To, up to four people. Up to four people, I, I, yeah. I wouldn't want more than that. And I think the rumor was, <laughs> was it on this podcast? I can't remember which podcast it was, but we did have... There was an ex-Bethesda. It wasn't the art guy. Oh, dang. I can't remember. But was, there was uh, a rumor. We had an ex-Bethesda art guy on here. We we did, but I don't think he was the one who told us this or if it was on this podcast. But uh, I distinctly remember. I'll have to go back and look at my notes. Um, one of the people that I was talking to, they were saying that Bethesda has at times looked at like how the Brotherhood of Steel would work if you were a four-player like it would would it be playing one of those characters would that make more sense as a squad right and how would you tell that story um would you tell it about the formation of it would you tell it about like coming out of the nuclear war and holocaust and sort of like what you did with four but you know in a military uh. environment like what would you do and so i think you're right i think they've looked at it 100 i mean they have to they have yeah, to basically close. look at it every time and um all I know is I agree I would not want to see an online. I mean, I, I, I was saying Elder Scrolls is working online, as in it's working. It doesn't need a it doesn't need a competitor like Fallout online. That would actually eat into their own people, probably into yeah, their own consumers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but but a but a co-op. Can you imagine like turning the PS4 on or your Xbox One on and 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 your PC and playing like four player co-op and Fallout? Just, That'd be I, so just, much fun because you know, it you've would seen be so many mods do it. 
you know, there's a New Vegas multiplayer mod that's in development, and uh, I mean, it's very early, but there was it, a. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, but it's still, it's like people people want it. There is a demand for it. There's uh, a guy who did a video of what it would look like, um, and I will I I'll, I'll give it to Maddie before he posts this if mm-hmm. I can. And he did a mock up of shared VATS time. So if you were in a group of four, you you could share VATS time and use it up. Oh. And 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 he actually was That's like, really this would cool. work. Yeah, and when he did it, I was like, how would slow motion work for Maddie if Carrick's over there using slow motion all the fucking time? And it was like, you can't because it's almost like this balance bar and it goes over to the other person if you use too much. I was like, how would that work? And then watched him sort of – he what, all he did was split screen the same game and mm. do, the same invi- do the same attack. But he was like, if I was this guy and this guy, and I was like, oh, shit, that would – that would actually work really well. And it would yeah. be sort of cool because you're overpowered with four guys, right, already. So how are you going to – you don't want them all using VATS fucking all the time. No. Nah. So, so what do you do? And I think that's one way you could do it is share the VATS time, do some, some, issue, do some things there. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want I mean, them to he, turn VATS off. Here's the thing, though, that. right? Like, um, I, I, I wouldn't mind a co-op campaign kind of game, you know, like Borderlands, two to four players from BGS. But I will say this. Let's not have it be Fallout. Let's not have it be Elder Scrolls. Yeah, it's start it with Starfield. Uh, right? I was going to say it's got to be a new IP. Uh, there's, because, a, there's already an identity. Well, it, it's not that. Just as there's an identity, because people with Fallout Four, you know, you, we got to accept that a lot of people were disenfranchised. It's kind of like fifty-fifty. It's a very polarizing game, mm-hmm. and it's because they made a lot of different design decisions from past Fallout games, RPG mechanics, voice protagonists, etc. Let's just, you know, well, first of all, let's not have another Fallout game for BGS itself for several years. Let, let's let that bad taste uh, sour, I guess. But um, when it comes back to Fallout again, I, I think the better decision is, is for BGS to go back to its roots with that game and not touch too much, uh, you know, temper with the, the fundamental formula too much again. But if it's co-op campaign, just keep it with Starfield. Keep it as a little experiment. If it works, if it works. If it doesn't, people can still play the game single player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, one thing I meant to bring this up when we were talking, like, oh, it could just be a Skyrim card game, is they were saying another desired skill was <laughs> uh, experience with Vulcan and DirectX 12, or rather, or DirectX 12. And I know that um, some Xbox One games, majority are exclusive ones, use DirectX 12. And I know with the Scorpio, they wanted to make that more of a yeah. constant thing, so to say. So you know what it'll be? Skyrim VR for the Scorpio. You think? multiplayer multiplayer oh <laughs> my god <laughs> but I, i'll tell you right now if you had your vr headset on and i didn't we were playing skyrim i don't care what any of us say about wanting to keep those separate i would be playing it yeah, <laughs> yeah. i would be playing it all the That'd time be fucking wild yeah yeah but, yeah that's true that's that's a good point that if they're if they're talking about specific you know languages of course it might just be that's what they're using and they need somebody who already knows versus needs yeah. to be taught yeah. to so it's just i was looking at the the compatibility between the games that were using these uh yeah. things and uh vulcan was always multiplayer shared universe always it was like Star oh Citizen, that's true it was dota right. 2 and so on so i was like there this isn't just coincidental you know it isn't just no. the fact that they're asking for multiplayer okay we could discard that maybe that means anything but when you're also asking to know specific languages for or whatever they're called and um do they all have to deal with multiplayer and oddly enough one has to kind of deal with an Xbox exclusive. I doubt that'll happen, but still, um, it does make you scratch your head a little bit at the fact that this is more going down lines. It's something they need multiplayer for. 
Um, but if it's just one one hiring, uh, I wonder if this is like Lone, you'll remember this. Remember when we were talking about that news a while back before Fallout Four? I think it was in April of that year. Um, mm. And they hired that guy from Bungie to help with the shooting. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and I was thinking that could be a similar hire they're doing now. Like they're doing most of the work right. internally, and now they're bringing someone in to fine tune some of the stuff. Um, I know it's a lot different with the multiplayer type of thing. Because mm. I was talking with a, a viewer on Twitter, and he was like, well, if it's a, a multiplayer game based off the engine they're doing now and all this stuff, um, this is probably for a game down the line rather than their next one. And I was thinking, well, maybe they've been working on this, and this yeah. is a hiring to bring someone in to fine-tune whatever they've been doing the whole time. That's what I was saying at the starting. That's That, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Because otherwise, do you know what you'd see? You'd see more openings. Hmm. If you're seeing the one opening like this, it probably means they have some people already working on something. Um, somebody mm, left and they're replacing it, which is possible as well um, if somebody left. But if not, and they need an extra person. I mean, it happens at all software companies where you're like, we need two teams, but we don't need to hire two teams. We have enough people. Let's have two leads. So you hire another lead mm. and that you just need one person, but they're leading a group that's already been there and and they're being mentored off the, the current team lead uh, who's given them the, you know, the entire chart timing chart for the game's release. So, mm. yeah, it's going to be I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, just... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm trying not to read too much into it. Yeah. Because, again, like with, with all the other positions that they've hired, like there's 20 plus right. of them. And mm. if, if like at least five or whatever number of them mentioned you need multiplayer experience, then I'd be like, all right, well, this is indicative of something. It's clear that they're hire, hiring a lot right now yes, for the next game, true. obviously. Um, and I'm going to assume that it's somewhere middle in development. Um but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe? Maybe. Okay, well, let, let, let's see. 2015. Guess. What'd you say? Ah! I've, been, I've been saying, dude, I've been saying since, I think January, I've been saying that I think they're going to announce a game this year, Bethesda Game nah. Studios. I'm telling I, you, I think, just based off their, I, I, their dev schedule, if it's a four-year dev cycle, they'll have something. So four years would be 2019. No, but I'm four. saying based off pre-production and stuff. They would have started uh, in 2013 after Skyrim was completely done because Fallout 4 was already in full swing, so they would have started something right after Skyrim. But, so, but Fallout, let's say Fallout 3, 2008, Skyrim 2011, Fallout Skyrim 4, was in development since 2006, though. So like yeah, I said, but I'm talking in between releases, it's four years. So mm-hmm. it's only been, it's not even been two years since Fallout 4. I'm saying four years since Skyrim because they always work on like at least two edits. They always right? work on two, right? Yeah. Yeah, but if we're talking about releases here, like they could be working on it, but still in between their major releases, they haven't released oh. a game less, uh, pre- oh, sorry, more frequently than a three year, I thought it was four years or something because yeah. it's like no, uh, four years saying. in between their game. that based off how their dev time works, I, I've been thinking like it's possible. I wouldn't be surprised what I'm saying. Like obviously I'd fucking shit my pants in excitement, but... I wouldn't be surprised if they were to actually reveal a game. I don't know. Where to... Also, remember, if you guys are seeing a bunch, I haven't followed this, but if you guys are seeing a bunch of hires, um, there is, there's two ways that they could probably take care of it. They could already have the money and not worry about a release, or if, they're, if they've got a bigger team and they're able to do stuff, that four-year cycle may shorten by a year. It, I mean, there's, you know, it's like how much... I say is that their team some things is considerably can smaller when it came to releasing their games in that schedule where they were like a about a hundred plus man team because they're almost double or triple that now yeah right? yeah they're they're montreal and then they obviously are hiring a lot for maryland 
So they and they they confirmed what Bethesda Game Studios Maryland does, which is helps out. Uh, Mar- uh, wait, did I say Maryland? I meant Montreal. They help out Maryland yeah. though. And oh, gotcha. So that means that that's just a big team now, and yeah. and that means they can get games done a little bit quicker. I hope it doesn't turn into a Ubisoft thing where now we got like Bethesda in, in fucking Indonesia or something <laughs> sh- like that. And, and they're Bioware. Like, yeah, that, like, they have literally studios cropped up everywhere, everywhere and, and all of a sudden like the credits roll. And it's like. Yeah, 50 Ubisofts are involved in this. Bioware, Toledo, Oregon. And yeah. You're like, who the fuck lives there, man? <laughs> There's like two guys there delivering newspapers and programming games. And Ubisoft yeah. just opened two offices. Like, they I did. Remember. Yeah. yeah, they did. That's it's I, that. Well, Primal funny, was, yeah. did you guys, I, I was teasing Maddie because, um, oh, and Maddie, when I was teasing you about Hardline, the reason why I was actually teasing you is because the news had just popped up that how well Primal had done last year. And how well? I was laughing. I didn't see that. Uh, dude, it was the number 11 top selling game. It sold incredibly well. That's crazy. And it was so funny because I was reading it and I was like, oh shit, Battlefield Heart, because that's mine and, and Maddie's yeah. got his shitty game. And I was, I was looking at it and I was like, <laughs> you know, I, I, no, I mean, I mean, a lot of people think Primal's shitty too. Sorry, I was, I was saying no, both no, of us have that saying. one game. I know what you're saying. Um, but it is funny it that when, when you look at Bioware and you look at Ubisoft, they're, they're, I mean, and this is not a negative, I'm going to use a negative word, but they're a plague, man. They're like a herpes simplex. They just popping up <laughs> everywhere. And, it's funny because I was, dude, no, seriously, I went to San Francisco, at, you know, to meet them as Maddie has to the different mm-hmm. events and you'll see them and you'll be like thinking that they traveled like everybody everywhere else. And yeah. every time I yeah. like, no, we're, we, we work like three feet from here. Yeah, like, I was going to say, like, you guys are everywhere. It's fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's insane. Some of these companies are so big, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's monolithic. My question is, let's say we had to pick an ideal Bethesda Game Studios multiplayer game um, outside of the Fallout and Elder Scrolls IP what would you guys conjure up in your heads as like what you'd um, want to see okay so I, I think out of the bat what I don't want to see I just want to nip this in the bud is your typical competitive deathmatch multiplayer I, I, not from BGS <laughs> I think the, the kind of multiplayer mode and we've mentioned it already that I'd be okay with from BGS is a co-op style campaign game and more more specifically if this can be done because i don't know whether it's been done in the past maybe there's some obscure game that's done it but if it's possible to create an actual fully fledged open world that allowed two or four players to play at the same time and this might not be technically possible like how can you have two people on the you know different sides of the exact same map um again that's different to borderlands it gets around that by fast traveling but if it's possible it'd be fucking awesome mm. having an open world style co-op game where you can play with two or three of your friends that would be amazing i, I think it would be incredible and then have it still be somewhat similar to past you know bethesda games have it ha- have an rpg system you, you level up you i don't know how it would work with starfield though because it seems like it's going to be a space game so is there going to be space travel or something i don't know but mm-hmm. it's an idea Mine would be um, so. First of all, I got to say, I don't know. I don't know why we can't choose Skyrim and, and Fallout, and I am not agreeing to those rules. The first would be Fallout right. Four. I really you're here's upset why. fans. Here's why. Uh, well, fans probably don't like me anyway. But here's the thing. Oh, um, the reason why I want to say Fallout Four is this. So some, let's say, Maddie doesn't like the voice protagonist, which it sounded like he didn't from his content I, or his comment. I can't I, I tell. I like the voice um, acting. I felt it took away from the, 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 the role playing and the role playing. Yeah. Not so, and then, just the, the choices that you can make because they clearly limited the script because he had to voice everything. 
Right. And then Lone may have a, a, a thing or two that he doesn't like about Fallout 4. But the fact is, is that a lot of new people also came to Fallout 4 and, and liked it. Oh, and then there's also a lot of problems with for the old fo- for the older folks like us who played them. What I would like to see is I would I don't necessarily think absence making the heart grow fond grows fonder works in that situation. I would actually like them to look at the problems that they experienced in four and then do co-op for Fallout five and, and put it all together. But I get I get what you guys are saying. You're like, well, some fans consider no, voice acting to be a, a no no mm. like it's you cannot have it. I've never been like that. So I just want to say I would love to have Fallout Four. That's my actual choice. But if we're following the rules of not picking one of those two, <laughs> I think I think that Bethesda um, is is trying to do. There's some stuff that's going to come out in the next couple days and weeks about some of these games, but Prey in particular. Um, there's a couple things that are going on behind the scenes that it, it does seem like they are trying to sort of look at these other IPs, Prey, and the way it works. That kind of like a co-op in that world where you never quite know what's going on It'd be and what's amazing. It, it, you could do some crazy psychological gameplay in a co-op, which removes you from the military shooter, as Lone said. You know, you don't want fucking Unreal Tournament by these guys. Yeah, but. <laughs> But but it would add this psychological element, which I think Bethesda is trying to hit. Bethesda has con- continually, you know, they're always trying Fuel to hit these little, yeah, dishonored. Like there's always some little bits that they're trying to. There's there's a heavier storytelling that they want, and so prey co-op, or not prey, but those kind of games. You know, something with a, a narrative heavy, not necessarily gun heavy, but still co-op could be really enjoyable. Um, with yeah. mixed powers and stuff, I would like to see that. That would be, be awesome, sweet. especially combining them in like a Dishonored two, even. Um, yeah. What about me, you? For me, Annie? I like I'd have to go with Starfield as just an idea, but I've always thought that like a, a one extra person, maybe four, uh, but I, I'd really just like that one other person co op gameplay in, in a Starfield universe, would, because I think Bethesda Game Studios does exploration right, and I've always wondered what would that be like exploring with a friend and especially if you're in space and you're, you're planet hopping because what i realized after andromeda and correct me if i'm wrong because i'm just going off like uh recent memory is i can't think of like a, a space game that's really um like the, the definitive space game like this is like that's what mass effect was right i'd say and since andromeda wasn't that good um there really isn't that definitive sci-fi rpg now it's like that void is open where it would be a perfect place for Bethesda to step in. And since this is a new IP, they're not going to have the conflict they had with Fallout 4 where you introduce right. the voice protagonist, you introduce settlement modes, which really weren't a problem until after launch. Um, you introduce these new ideas, and you're not going to get that conflict that you would get with an established franchise. I think it's a chance for them to spread their wings, and I think this would yeah. be a yeah, good spot for them to try multiplayer out because – some people would be like, oh, God, they're doing multiplayer. You know, they only do single-player stuff. But for me, I'd look at it as they're doing it in a new IP. They've talked about sure. doing it for a while. Let's see how it goes. Because I said this in my video, but I learned my lesson with Horizon Zero Dawn. You know, I, I learned completely that you don't want to discard a game just based on oh, the developer's yeah. pedigree. Because you don't That's know true. how that, that game that they're working on that they may have been conjuring up in their head for so long is going to turn out. And, and it's hard to believe that the people who make Killzone, a decent franchise made an amazing game like horizon so that's what i'm saying some people are quick to count out bethesda uh because you know they make buggy games how can you make a bug-free multiplayer game at that 
But uh, I'm getting off track. What I'm saying is that I love a, a shared one player or one other player co-op adventure where you have that Bethesda exploration, but you're planet hopping. So it's almost like you could say different hubs, but each of those hubs is like an open world. I'm making it sound a lot like Mass Effect. But uh, we know Bethesda does things much differently from Bioware in that sense. Um, yeah. And I think it would be really cool to see what Bethesda does. Because I was talking with a friend of mine about this that, you know, they have their post-apocalyptic RPG. They have their fantasy RPG. Really, the next step would be we got our sci-fi, sci-fi RPG. And um, it would be really cool to see what they do with that. Have you ever played X Frontier, Maddie? The X games? The no. space... So the, the, the most recent one, um, which wasn't great, uh, so long story short, um, they tried to do what you're basically saying. Okay. You, uh, you couldn't do co-op, but it was walking around. It was landing at different bases. I could see Bethesda saying, you know, instead of towns, the bases are the towns. You know, the planets are the local wildlife or, or the local landscapes are around it, the, the moons and stuff like that. And, and I think that they could make that translation fairly, not easily, but... I mean, it, it, it does seem to be a mature step for them. Like, it does seem to be the next step. If they're not returning to Fallout, if they're not, you know, returning to Skyrim or something like that, it does seem like a sci-fi game in, in sort of in the same realm where they can use some of the strengths uh, makes sense. I mean, it would be possible. I don't know. Two-player, though. Do you guys think... I'd be a little worried unless it was focused somehow on rewarding teamwork... In, intrinsically, like at the very base level, two always seems like there's a chance your friend wouldn't show up and so you get your ass kicked. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what the, the gameplay no. mechanics are going to be. No, I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Like, oh. what do you think about two versus... You You said two in particular, so I was just wondering what you were... What was your gameplay idea? What were you uh, thinking? Like, more so that I feel four would suck be too much, experience. Maybe? Yeah, because part gotcha. of what makes exploration good is getting... Kind of lost in the moment, just you and the world. Right. And I feel if you got four people in there, it's a little too much. Jumping going on. and fucking yeah. yelling. And- <laughs> yeah, I think if you got one other person, it, it makes for a, a different experience. But with that said, you bring up a good point with the gameplay idea because, you know, I think Mass Effect co op would be awesome if you think about it because you can combine all different powers, especially in Andromeda. The combat, I think, is fantastic and you can really mix and mash different combos. So it's like, what would a Starfield offer? And uh, I think maybe. It would take the line of, like, really cool gadgetry. Maybe something along the lines of Prey. Um, I think that would be its benefit. It would definitely, I'd imagine, be gunplay-focused. Uh, I can't see mm. a game from Bethesda Game Studios now not having that, especially if it's a sci-fi game. Yeah. But, um, you know, it just I, I, I do, think I of, like, like, I think of that space level in, in Wolfenstein all the time, you know, where you're oh, shooting yeah. Nazis, on, uh, Nazis on the moon. Yeah. You know, that, that's just, like, the first thing that comes to mind. It's like there's... So much potential with like other sci-fi ideas, and, and that that's just like one of them that always comes to mind. And I think the the great thing about just sticking to two people playing at any one time is that because there's that constant, it's either one people or it's two people. You can tie that into the story. I think, and I think it'll be manageable. Like you could have when two people are playing, that become a fundamental part of the narrative. As opposed to, oh, there could be two, or there could be three, or there that's could be true. four. Let's just let's just fucking <clears throat> say it's all from one player's perspective, yeah, or whatever it is. That's true. Um, and when you when you're sticking with just two as, as a as a top limit, you can say, all right, well, the narrative can slightly differ if it's just you, right. or it can change up if it's two people. But mm. how that would work, who knows? I mean, what if someone joins late, like mid game? Would that somehow change the story drastically? I don't know. But yeah, no, it sounds good. Could be like Divinity Original Sin that had fantastic 
co-op RPG elements, you know, because yeah. what would happen is you'd start a conversation, someone would be talking to you, and then your friend could chime in with something else, and then you'd do, like, almost a rock, paper, scissors kind of thing to decide <laughs> how the conversation would progress forward. Um, if you had differing ideas, that is, where if one friend's like, I'm going to be an asshole, and you are going to be a good guy, then you'll rock, paper, scissor it, and whatever way it goes, is that's how it'll be. So, you know, your friend might win and be an asshole, and, and like, someone, you might end up having to kill someone, and then, you know, that'll feed the role-playing points because you'll get like plus one something like i don't know what i, I don't remember some of the, the skills remember, in that yeah. game but uh yeah. you know it, i think that would also be really cool but with that said obviously this is gonna be an rpg and i know this is such kind of a out of left field question but do you think starfield since it's gonna be a new ip do should we expect like a voice protagonist i uh... personally think that they will yeah I, I just do. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like voice protagonists, but um, I know a lot of people do as well. I and think, and yeah, like, I think, they're, they're, I think this this, this should have been the game that they started with voice. Protagonists. I was just gonna say exactly like Lone just said. I, I think this should have been the game, and I also think it would have allowed them a little bit more flexibility in like the answers and how you wanted to act. I think that they felt sort of contained. And so it wasn't as bad as mass effect where you were either a good guy, a sarcastic, good guy, somewhat of a good guy or an asshole, good guy, <laughs> but you were always a good guy. You couldn't yeah. fucking have any yeah. control it, in, and fallout was a little bit like that, but I think Matt, I, I think loans, right? Like this is the game that they should have got their, you know, got the, the glitches out and tried um, the voiced protagonist in this game maybe not fall out yeah. and then see if it works and see how you do it. You know, Alpha uh, protocol. Ran- random idea, right? Oh, so sorry. with, with breath of the wild, okay. Playing that. I thought like when I first thought, saw the promotional material for that, they're, they're like, Oh, there's going to be voiced characters. And I thought, all right, there's going to be voiced characters. When mm-hmm. you play the game, it's uh, people just grunting and making yeah. weird sounds. I... And then sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes there are the cutscenes that have the voice characters. So what if it would be like, in any other circumstance, it's just like you, you, your character does not talk and you can pick whatever option you want. But then there are certain cutscenes that are important parts of the game where you do hear your character. Maybe that could work. I, I don't know. Like It's just a random idea. It's probably not going to work. kind of but... reminds me of Persona when you say that. I'm not going to lie. Persona 5, you're, you're mostly silent, but there will be times your guy will, will talk in cutscenes. And it, it's very yeah. brief. And that's new to the series. Like Sometimes your guy would talk in combat in previous entries, but, like, I get what you're getting at, is what I'm saying, and, uh, that wouldn't be a bad idea, but sometimes, even with Persona 5, I'm kind of like, why, it's either do one or the other, I felt. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, or fair. they do, or they do the typical thing, which is actually give gamers a fucking choice and have an option to turn the voice off. Yeah. You know what? I mean, you know what? budget. That would be great, and yeah, the one thing I will say, though, even if there was a choice, when you are having to write lines that are then recorded by a voice actor, you're still restricted in terms of, because they're probably going to be like, look, we have to voice record every one of these lines. Let's only have four options, you know, in each Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was talking about fans being pissed. Mm. Fans could turn it off. That's all I was talking about. No, 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 but that's what what I'm saying, though, Carrie. Even if fans could technically turn it off, but there were still voice protagonist options there, right, that would actually affect how it would operate when the the voice protagonist is off. So if they have a voice protagonist, maybe they're going to say, you know what, because we're recording all these lines, we're only going to have four speech options in every uh, dialogue dialogue scene. It means that 
we can't really just write a bunch of different options for each dialogue scene because we have to recall them all. Like with, with Fallout 4, it was always four. It was always four. It doesn't matter what the speech was. Yeah. With Fallout 3 on New Vegas, it was, sometimes there was two, sometimes there was four, sometimes there was six. And I don't think you'll ever have that if there was an option where you could hear the voice protagonist. Um, that's, that's, that's the worry that I have. Yeah, I mean, that's a... Right, that's a worry we us three would have. But the moment the game got released, most consumers have no clue of any of that, so they would just play the four. But, but I mean, hardcore they, fans do. And, and not hardcore, or, or, but like it, it's the millions of fans that played Fallout before that. And but aren't we if, talking about Starfield? I thought we were talking about Starfield. So if we're talking about Starfield, sorry, yeah. We're, we're no, kind of what, muddling the line, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true, because I continually bring it back to Fallout, because I want to fall out to So it's, that's my fault. Yeah, no, no I, get, I get what you mean. I mean, it's, yeah, because every decision, just like you said right at the starting of the podcast, you make a decision to change one thing, and it blows out into every element of the game. The one thing yeah. I will say, I have seen this successfully done, or a good, good dialogue, voice dialogue successfully done, that was a, a Alpha Protocol by Obsidian. So... If, yeah, if they could get that, for that. That, that game if looked they awesome. get that shit done, then I think that we would, almost no one would have a problem with it because mm-hmm. that was well done and it had tons of options um, for, for your choice. So, it, But again, like Lone said, man, fucking voice actors, dude. I mean, not dissing on them. Uh, it's expensive as hell. Yeah. It's, it's, it is expensive. It's Especially insane. you want to get good voice actors. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking I mean, to a guy who did Hitman and I was like, holy shit, it's, my, he's, he's one hour is like driving around my car. I mean, it's <laughs> insane how much they uh you know it, it breaks your soul when you i've been going back for a video series of mine and playing knights of the old republic and you know we mm. were talking about the amount of options you have and like in some, in some conversations in knights of the old republic you'll have eight it's like yeah true that, you know that's the difference a voice protagonist makes it's like is the trade-off of hearing what you're saying worth stripping away options to really play and do what you want and when you do something seeing the repercussions around you I just as a gamer, I've always found that fundamentally way more rewarding than just hearing yeah. a voice. Because if I don't hear the voice, I'm I'm reading it with my own mind. I'm hearing my own voice in the player. So here's the thing: is that when it comes to Starfield, though, um, I expect it to be voice too. I, I agree entirely that they should have waited for Starfield to implement some of these ideas. But I also yeah. said with Fallout 4 that. They clearly, and you could say, I think it was more apparent after the launch, they clearly had good ideas. They didn't put it in the right series, I think. Um, yeah, I makes think, sense. You know, going forward, I think we'll see the kind of same old Bethesda game studios um, who, who pushes things forward because I think they're going to really, they're going to be refreshed. I, I know they say, oh, yeah, we, we love working on Elder Scrolls. We love working on Fallout. Look, they're humans. Uh, when you're working on the same two franchises for over a decade, I'd imagine you want to do something burnt, new. Yeah. Yeah, you want to do something new. Don't. I, I'm not calling them liars, but um, I, I know their goal is ultimately to make a very good game. And I think even with Fallout 4, they did that. They did that. But I think it's apparent that they need to do something new because they have ideas they want to try. But I think they're a little afraid to to branch out to that new IP. And I think finally, once they saw Fallout 4 success, like crazy amount of sales, they were like, okay maybe we should do something new um which yeah. i think that was a decision ahead of time but still I, if if there wasn't a decision by that point it definitely happened after fallout 4 there, there's no doubt in my mind that they decided to do a, a new ip after yeah that. yeah that's yeah, a good it's a good spot for them to be in though and it's mm. a good time because uh mm. we've got games like not to diss on it but you know you do have a game like andromeda which didn't do so well and so if you have somebody like bethesda who wants to step forward. Now, you know, Maddie was saying something about, like, voiced versus not voiced, sometimes having more options. I 
can you correct me real quick before I move on? Is Mass Effect 1 and 2, I could swear to God there were like six options at times, though, even yes. though it was voiced. Yep, no, so right. Mass Effect 1 and 2 seem to have a lot. No, you're um, definitely right there. But but definitely not Andromeda. And and I think Bethesda could come in and wipe the fucking... I mean, there are different styles of games, obviously. They're different mm-hmm. developers. But I, I do feel like, uh, honestly, Mass Effect left the door... Just being brutally honest, Mass Effect left the door wide open. It was. It was. I mean, a lot of people were not happy with it. It yeah. it didn't do super well. Even the developers are like, we're trying to fix it. This is a time where if Bethesda said, "Guess what, guys, we've got your space game right here," yeah. I I think it would be phenomenal. I think there would be. Here's a huge... the thing: is that and I'm not saying Bioware and EA obviously do have money, but Bethesda has a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> they, they have a lot of money where they could they add built their those... banks out of money. Yeah, they, <laughs> they could that. literally add. <laughs> those six speech options with a voice protagonist. They have yeah. the money to do that. I just hope they actually make that commitment. I know it's probably hard to invest in a new IP, but I hope that maybe Horizon Zero Dawn outselling, uh, what game was it? I think it was Mass Effect on all three consoles and, and Horizon was on the one. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. you told me that. And, uh, you know, I think seeing that should give hope to new, other new IPs that, like, you can step in and destroy someone if your game's good enough. And there you go. The, the little caveat at the end. If your mm. game's good enough. <laughs> Which Horizon's a unique son of a bitch. Yeah. I mean, just make a honest. fucking good game. It's not yeah, just that make hard. a good game. That, exactly. How many fans? We even do that, though. We'll be like, I don't know what they're... How, I how used dare to, they I have I used to be so guilty of that, though. I used to be so oh, guilty of say, simplifying. Be like, <laughs> you want your game to sell, just make it good. Oh, okay. That, you fucking genius. It would, that'd be awesome. Yeah, exactly. Making it good. Copy that. Yeah. Maddie says make it good. Oh, it's good, and then just release it. Yeah, yeah. imagine yeah, like, be... like a, a developer having a board meeting. They all get into the room. All right, what should we do with the next game? I don't know, man, but let's make it good. Yeah, all right, meeting done. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, out. like, they just click up my video. He's a fucking genius. Get him in here now. Make it good. As an advisor, it's it's they're hiring the guy working on Vulcan and DX12, and they're hiring a guy from YouTube to tell him how to make a game yeah. good. This is the success. Yeah, just like plan. anything they show me, this is good. Could be better. Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah, anything, anything. What about? But, but how do you make it good, Maddie? What about this? Make good is blade. No, that's a good idea. Let's use that. That's a, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just the, just the yes man in the group. Yes. Yeah, this is great. This is great. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I'm happy to be here, guys. This, this is it awesome. does, does well, Maddie. You could always be like, uh, people just don't understand you. You're you're high art, man. You're high art. You're on a higher level. Yeah. Yeah. They just don't. <laughs> Cynicism is leaking out. Um. <laughs> Any other thoughts on Bethesda and multiplayer? Nah, I'm all done. All right. Let's move on to our next topic. I wanted to talk a little bit about the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Reviews. Wait, not... Wait what? I do have something. Okay. Hmm. What about Dishonored 3 being, like, twins, but at the same time? And that being Has to be... No, no. Honestly, honestly, Dishonored would work. Like, you, you, the last Dishonored game, you had... Sorry, two characters you could choose from. Mm-hmm. Imagine right. being able to play as Emily Corvo friends together, that'd be fucking insane. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Would, would, Killing so would people you, together. I, would that be okay with you guys? So it, yeah. removing the no fallout and no, <laughs> what do you call You also would dishonor. I mean, co-ops in general void, but like co-op stealth is even more when you really think about it. Um, is what? Is what? A void? Like, you mean there's like, a lot of there's hardly There's hardly anything there. Um, it just popped into my head how awesome it would be yeah. to like team of assassins. I, mean, I, think, I think any arcane studios game in co-op would be amazing because they had they're they make the best levels they're, they're so Sorry. fucking good anyway. 
yeah, yeah. I was just wondering. But I wanted to just talk about this Mario Kart 8 Deluxe reviews. Uh, just out of, I'm not going to lie, pure excitement. I'm not a big Mario Kart guy. I think I, was it last, yeah, it was last episode. I said how, like, I got waxed by some girl I was dating. Um, and I haven't played it <laughs> since. But um, seeing, like, the, the 10s, the 5 out of 5s, um, it's, it's pretty 94 astounding. on Metacritic. Yeah. It's insane. Well, Lone, are you yeah. copping it, dude? Big Switch guy dude, I'm getting it without a doubt, and because th- I know some people might not be completely on board with it because they've just played it in, in the Wii U version, but yeah, like obviously I'm going to as- assume that, like... yeah, that there's <laughs> exactly like not many people uh, play Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U because not many people owned a Wii U, and the Switch again. I've mentioned this in the past; it's meant to be the console to bring back fans that likely haven't played the Wii U and haven't played the games on it. So when we look at Mario Kart 8. Kart 8 Deluxe. We're like, all right, sweet. New Mario Kart game. I haven't played this before. Um, right. And the the ratings seem to be fucking very, very good. And I was a huge fan of Mario Kart games. Like, I, I still think that Mario Kart 64 was the best game ever, even though it really wasn't. Like, it, like ever. It, it was a fun game experience. Yeah. It was one of the best experiences ever. Though. It was one really? of the best experiences. But, but you yeah. go, go back, you look at the scores for it, and you say, all right, you know, th- there were a lot of problems with it. But this See, actually I'm, seems I'm so like a very because like, well, everyone's game. playing that on their 64. I was playing Cruising USA. <laughs> So was I, and wrestling. There was one of the shitty wrestling games. I had the fucking, uh, the plastic wheel and shit. I still have it in my closet. This big? Yeah. You can only play Cruise in USA on, like, the actual arcade, right? Like, no, I have it for the N64. I have, like, cruising... I think he's it? saying it's hard to play no, because of the way I, it plays. I'm, no, I'm saying that oh. I think I'd prefer to just play it oh. on, like, big arcade machine, yeah, right. whatever you would call it. Sort of cruising USA. Because right. that was fun. Yeah, it does feel right. But... No, I'm 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 super stoked for for Mario Kart 8 picking it up as soon as it comes out here in like five days or something. Is yeah. it out in America, uh, Matt? Mm, comes out, I think uh, next Tuesday. I want to say. Yeah, gotcha. I think that's the same for us. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, the game looks. Uh, I'm not a big Mario Kart guy personally, but um, it's not just the reviews. I just wanted to, I wanted to hear if like the I guess you could call it a port was good. Um, but for me, it's. I realized I haven't played a Mario Kart game in in ages, and um, you know I thought to myself that once I'm done with Zelda, it's like what's next, and it's nice to now know I'm gonna have like another option to play something good at that. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of I feel like I'm just gonna echo what Lone said. It's it's just really exciting, so I'm I'm probably gonna pick that up as well because there's like this itch that needs scratching, and I feel like I need like. Usually I play three games at a time, and one of them I like to be just mindless whatever. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like Mario Kart 8 will be that, that next mindless whatever game. Because um, it just looks like a lot of fun. And I mean, especially, what is it? It comes with all the DLC. Yeah, um, it comes with everything. Yeah, like all these new racers, new maps and stuff. And I, and just to see it on the Switch, apparently like it, it looks really crisp on both the, the dock mode and the handheld, obviously. So I'm definitely really looking yeah. forward to it. And and this is going to be a good test for the Switch's multiplayer capabilities because oh, yeah. I, I know that I know there are multiplayer games on the Switch, but like I haven't played any of them. Yeah, there was like Super Bomber, I think. Online, hey, load. What's your friend code? Uh, th- here it is. And then, okay, we can't even message each other. Like th- that's all we really have with the Switch right now. Like, I can see who's online, what friends I have, and that's about it. So, yeah, maybe Bomberman R does have multiplayer capabilities. I think I've heard that there were issues with those. But yeah. it'll be good to actually see how Mario Kart operates. I don't know whether there's going to be in-game voice chat, though. Don't think um... so. That would be cool. That would be fun. 
Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. How sad is it though? When you when you really think about it, how sad is it that we don't know that? Really? Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, that, the best bit about Mario Kart is when you're playing with friends and family or whatever it is, you, you, you're talking shit. Like it really is. Like you, you're having fun and you, you're talking to each other. That's the beauty about Mario Kart. That's how a lot of us played it back in the '64 and SNES days. Um, and and without that, like if you're just like playing Mario Kart and like, if you're playing on your own, it's different. But if you're playing Mario Kart with other people and you're not really talking to them, that would feel weird for me. It'd be a weird disconnect. Hmm. Yeah, I know it said there was local and online play. I forgot about that. I think that was something that was added in. I'm not entirely sure, but um, yeah. yeah, it's it's looking like the good the good stuff. Carrick, is this enough no. for you to dust off the switch? No, <laughs> no. Matter of fact, oh, okay. I'm very close to selling it. Oh man. really? Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I we discussed it like last podcast, and mm-hmm. I, I really thought about it, and I was like, covering it's such a difficult. It's so difficult on the channel yeah. to to cover it and know what you can say and do, and. Um, Zelda is okay, but its performance is, when I see other games where they're, like, I just, the performance really bothers me in that Mm -hmm. game. It's just, it's the kind of game where I really want it to be good. Like, I really want it to be good for that particular game, and it's not. It's their premier game. Uh, It's the same thing Master Chief Collection for fucking Halo. Like, Mm -hmm. if I could have punched Phil Spencer right in the face, I would have. Like, that was, (laughs) it was a horrible release. No, come on. The biggest name, the biggest name on your entire console and you failed utterly. Now, Nintendo nowhere near failing utterly. It's just got some some frame rate issues, but it bothers me enough. And then like Mario, you know, we all talk about like what it was like playing those games because I loved them. Um, but I don't have anybody who's sitting next to me playing half of these. And mm, I think that yeah, that sure. can pull a little bit away from you. And looking at the Switch and what they're offering now, I could get rid of it, uh, you know, even out the money pretty much, and then maybe later buy it again you know, maybe if Nintendo sort of fixes some of their stuff, but, you know, it's, it like, I don't even, okay, I'll just be honest, I don't even look for their games for review. What I mean is, I don't even email anybody. I'm just like... That's saying something, because, like, a lot of times, and I pay attention, for me personally, I think I pay good attention to what games I want to review, and, like, there are times I'll look at your channel and be like, oh, fuck, I can't believe I didn't even request that one. Like, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, oh, oh, shit. (laughs) I was like, what? That came out. So So that tells you, because I I, I request a lot, and I I just, I I have no actual issue with it. I think it's just not hitting me Mm -hmm. as a consumer right now with what it's offering. So I think if, you know, Doom, I know this sounds weird, but if they said, here's a Doom 64, here's Quake 64, here's Hexen 64, here's a couple 64 ports, Here's here's a, a couple of these style of games. I might be more interested, but oh, right now, console on the Nintendo yeah, 64. yeah, 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 exactly. Because right now, else. I just I have a hard time. I bounce off of it a lot. What I mean is, it's there, and you sort of you have those moments where you're like, I'm going to pick it up and play it, but it's also in front of my computer, which I know will run a game right. And then I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. And again, covering it's difficult. I mean, my yeah. job right now is is all the channel, and I think that does impact what I can play in my downtime. Absolutely. And, you know, I if I was a little less busy, I'd probably, you know, it'd probably be a lot easier. I mean, I'm glad Mario Kart's coming out, but I, it's it's really also gives me this weird feeling that we're talking about Mario Kart as being the game that we're talking about at all. Like, that it's, the, that it's not a new IP, or it's yeah, not it's a... Not, uh... It's not even a third-party game. Same thing with uh, Xbox and Sony, by the way, when they do it. I just am like, God, it's, you know, 
it's not kill zone it's horizon that's awesome right we're success we're celebrating it because it's new and it's it's awesome and i usually don't have a problem with old but it's i don't know loans right i'm probably wrong loans right he said you know it's it's there <laughs> for people who didn't buy the wii u which is pretty much the earth so <laughs> it makes sense it makes sense it's just not well, no, me. i mean that's the thing i don't think you have to fully explain yourself i mean that Truth be told is I, I like my Switch a lot, but I have not touched in a while. Now, part of that's because I've been busy with a lot of other games like really just Persona 5 and Overwatch at this point in time, Sniper, Ghost Warrior 3 for a review. But, um, you know, there have been plenty of times I could have picked it up, but it's like I also don't want to beat Zelda too fast because I know there's nothing else after that. Now I know that's there's exactly Mario Kart it, after Maddie. for me, so I, I'm intrigued oh, in that game. So I'll be probably playing more Zelda now because I know once I'm done with that, there's more adventures to be had on the Switch. Okay, well you know, then, but, I, yeah, that makes sense. That yeah, makes sense. But I think there yeah. shouldn't be an argument that the Switch, you know, I'm glad it's being supported by consumers but uh, in the terms of unit sales, but I think there's no denying that it definitely lacks game still. Um, you know, I saw that, uh, I think it was a tweet or something, and it has like a, a monthly exclusive the entire year, but there's no third parties. And like, that's what it needs. You know, you're pleasing your fans. They do a great job of pleasing their fans. Absolutely. I'll never disagree with that, I think. Um, and, and at least in the game part department. Maybe in some of their choices with the hardware and, and approaches to mm-hmm. YouTube and uh, multiplayer is kind of finicky and whatnot. But when it comes to their games, I think they do a good job satisfying their hardcore fans. They need to appeal to the broader spectrum now. Yeah. 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 Or, or what would you... I mean... I, so yours is Mario. If if you were to say if you switched Mario out and had replaced it with Metroid, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation on my side because <laughs> that would probably be more my thing or Pilot Wings yeah. or or, What's the thing or is Metroid. It's like how Craft, have you not done that? That's Last Core or something. I yeah, mean, Metroid's of yeah. Prime was a fucking blast. I don't know how you don't follow up anything with you know Metroid. that's the, that's it. That's the that's the thing that keeps coming back is. Why are they not there? It's not even that they're not. We all agree. Like, that's okay. But why is very interesting. And I think in five, six years when the story about how this all got created is going to be pretty interesting. Because I have a feeling we're going to find out that, like, a lot of games got halfway made for the Wii U and then had to switch Shut to down. Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or something like that. Because it's, it's oddly lean. I mean, mm-hmm. even, for, even for a new system, it seems. It feels that way. For sure. Okay. <clears throat> Up next... Call of Duty World War Two. It's getting its worldwide reveal on April 26th. <laughs> These will happen, <laughs> dude. I mean, come on. Hey, you don't like the idea of it, or you you guys go first. I, <laughs> all right, so I, I'll, I'll start off because I, I know my opinion's a little bit different, um, probably contrary to a lot of people's out there. I, I, I actually, I'll start off by saying this: is that people that have, have are well aware. I have no problem taking a fucking dump on Activision's chest. Um, but this is one of the few times I'll say, I thought this was a smart move. And and people have said that, oh, they're copying Battlefield 1. Here's the thing that I don't think a lot of people realize is that Battlefield 1 came out end of 2016 and that that decision to make Battlefield 1 was probably made around the same time that Call of Duty World War 2 was made. For sure. They're on three-year yeah, dev cycles. Of so, I mean, that's one thing I want to say is because a lot of people are like, oh, they're, they're copying Battlefield. It's like, look, you know, I'll, I'll take a shit on Activision whenever I get the chance. Don't get me wrong. But that's one thing that needs to be clarified. They're, they're, they, they have people who identify these trends. They saw this trend switch coming. They were just behind Battlefield on this one. That's what happened. 
Um, for me, I think it's a smart choice, though, overall. I, I, you know, my favorite Call of Duty is World at War. I actually went back and played a little bit of it today for a video, but also just for my own, you know, is it nostalgia? What do I like about it? And, uh, you know, the campaign, mm. it's like gripping from the start in a, a way that I don't think many other COD campaigns have. I think the in-between mission screens have this really unique art style you don't oh, see nowadays. Dude, yeah. Um, it was the birth of yeah. Nazi zombies. I mean, the multiplayer, I thought, yeah. was more nostalgia than anything for me. Um, but, you know, it, it's, I think it offered something for everybody. And, and that's what's exciting to me about seeing a Call of Duty World War II. Um, my biggest fear, though, and I made sure to express this in my video, was it's Sledgehammer Games. They co-developed Modern Warfare 3. Steaming pile of shit. They developed Advanced Warfare if there was not a COD Ghost, that would be the worst Call of Duty there is. Because, um, you know, COD is a Twitch shooter, and Advanced Warfare somehow made it past a Twitch shooter where you, I don't even want to say it's a reflex-based game anymore. Like, anytime you're getting shot at, just, you know, if you have a scuff, just fucking smack the paddle, and you're just out of the line of sh- sight. And it, it made the game less competitive because there was just so much flying around and too much going on. It was hard to track. And I, I say that as someone yeah. who played the game... not advanced warfare but who played call of duty competitively for many years where i i'm into that type of stuff i try to analyze the game on that level as well and it was just so fundamentally fucking broken um where it's like now they got in this cycle of futuristic 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 and now they're going back to their roots and history will repeat itself just like it did back when call of duty was first introduced where there was world war ii world war ii world war ii oh my god do something else and then we got cod 4 so yeah long-winded response is that i think it's a smart idea you know it's a it's not going to fix that the that the game uh, has had a couple of bad stories in a row where COD campaigns sometimes could be maybe a guilty pleasure or something like that. It doesn't. Uh, it might fix the fact that multiplayer might become a little more skill based rather than this fucking crazy wall running jump jet bullshit. Um, <laughs> and it might change the fact that there's not going to be a million and one insane fucking kill streaks that will mow you down you know i think yeah i think the yeah. limitations are going to be its biggest benefit because it'll be a little more simplistic in that nature so all in all um, I, I think it was a smart choice look i i think it was a smart choice too and i, I agree with you maddie that obviously they decided to do a world war ii shooter you know but I, i'm not going to say before they knew battlefield new or, or whatever it is like i'm going to assume before, they're in around yeah, the same time the, they probably both made the same decision and they probably didn't know that each company made the decision. Maybe they have people listening in. I, I, I don't know. But that that is yeah. That aside, I think it is the right choice because I'm I'm a huge fan of especially if you're having annual releases, trying to mix it up because mm-hmm. when you have annual releases and you decide to stick with a particular theme like futuristic shooter, and you do that three or four times, that's like four games in four years. Like it's a lot right and and by that stage it gets oversaturated and you need to mix it up and i think people were feeling that with the, with this kind of futuristic style of of call of duty especially where like maddie said when you get to the these crazy kill streaks and wall running and all that stuff it, get, it becomes less about skill and more just about crazy stupid perks and shit um but call of duty's always kind of had that issue there's always been like problem perks and problem kill streaks yeah, um that were just that overpowered but i mean when you don't have like 40 no. fucking attack choppers flying overhead and, and yeah yeah predator missiles like, and shit I, I would like to see them like with world war ii i think it provides the perfect platform for this just go back to the roots be a bit more simple i know it's not going to happen like this like mm-hmm. I, I still fully expect there to be crazy weapons and crazy kill streaks because it's a call of, call of duty game 
Um, it's pretty much like an action movie in video, video game format. But if they go back to their roots, make it more simple, make it about the skill, I think it'll, it'll be really successful. Um, and then I fully well expect with DLC that they're going to add a bunch of crazy shit to the to the multiplayer. See, um, but I just, think it's a good idea. Not to cut you off, but I, I just feel like what they should do is if you want to express that crazy side, express it in the Nazi zombies. Fucking do it there. You know what I'm saying? That's where yeah. the crazy should be explored. But like, but you know me, I'm not, I'm not a fan with having Nazi zombies in every single Call of Duty. I I, I think it was no, the I right agree. amount of zombies when it was. Back in the day when it was every two years with Treyarch and Activision. Now now it would be once every three years, and that's maybe too infrequent. But once every year is just too frequent well, for me anyways. Because just like all of them are so... Eh, and then Treyarch comes out, it's like this is obviously the fucking... Not even just bias, it's like this is just really good. It's just the better... Well, yeah, well, they have the most experience. They, they fucking created the no, game. No, I know, right? that's you know, what I'm saying. They, they, it's just that yeah. it's almost unfair to the other developers. Um, Pretty I think, much, I think yeah. Infinity Ward had, like, one zombies mode. I don't remember which one it was, but apparently, like, lots of fans liked it. But uh, other than yeah. that, it, it seems but, like Treyarch's is the only one that's caught on. But I think the, the, the question that I really am asking myself is, is this actually going to be enough for me to buy Call of Duty and play it again? My answer is probably no. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know whether I'll buy this game. What about you, And that's Eric? just a personal thing. Uh, my laughter was because I didn't think you guys would agree with me, but we all pretty much agree. Um, oh, wow. I thought you, la- I thought you laughed. I like all of them. I, I've always liked the co- – I actually got a lot of shit because um, – well, I didn't like all of them. Some of them weren't as good as others. I'm not as course, over the top yeah. as, as like saying they're shit, but there's a couple that I'm, I'm not a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. One of the things I have been liking about the Call of Duties, which I'm not quite sure this one will do it, is they become the old, I guess, what year was this? This would have been the Dreamcast, Xbox One, Mortal Kombat's of shooters. And what I mean by that is, back in the day, Mortal Kombat Armageddon wasn't just a 2D fighter. It also had Puzzle Fighter, oh, and it also had a racing yeah. game. These are some of my favorite games of all time. One of the reasons why, really because That's of the different game. modes, right? Yeah, and so, an awesome game. I liked um, space. I and it, I liked Infinite Warfare, the Battlestar Galactica space flying around. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. It was different. Um, the one prior to that had you able to play the entire campaign, but with a different storyline involving zombies. I thought that was really interesting. Plus, they both have the zombies side modes. So I'm cool with it. I And one of my favorite games, not my favorite, but is World at War, Keith or Sutherland and the, the awesome fucking uh, like, like graphics, like Maddie was saying, between the cutscenes. Then there's Medal of Honor, Airborne, which I liked. What a fucking so, game. I love that Probably one. one of my favorite games of all time. And so I'm really excited to see it, actually. Uh, we, yeah. we all pretty much agree. Like, I'm not a big... I don't think that they needed to not do Futuristic, and I also don't think they needed to do World War II, though. I would have loved Vietnam. Um, yeah. I would have loved... There yeah. are... Shell Shock series. Have you ever played that? Exactly. Yes. Pretty underrated. Uh, 67, it had a number after it. It was yeah. like Shell Shock 76, 67. Like I have to look at history, but... That's the thing. Um, mankind, the glorious thing about us is we fucking kill one another all the time. <laughs> so let's go out and let's show some different killing instead of World War II. And that's what I was sort of, to be honest, was hoping for. I was hoping they were going to say, um, you know, like Battlefield uh, Vietnam, they did, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, some, yeah. Something like that. Or something along yeah. those lines. Yeah. I, I, I would have loved a Vietnam. I would have just, they, I don't know. I or no, loved Black, Ops, Black Ops was Cold War. Never mind. One, 
Was it Cold War? I was think. all three of Black Ops? Okay. I don't gotcha. think all, I, no, all three were not. Black Ops 1, I remember. Black Ops were War. amazing games, man. Yeah. Love those so games. <laughs> they can do it. They can, they can do a good game. That's the cool thing is they can, but it is Sledgehammer, like, mm-hmm. um, like Maddie said. So it's different. It's like um, Bioware. So what's, what's, this, this is their third, third attempt at a Call of Duty game like on their own. I mean, third time's a charm, right? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing is that this is a different enough where they don't because what I felt they did horribly wrong was they added too many erratic gameplay elements that made it just like, yeah. what the fuck is happening right now? Right. And right. I yeah. don't like that too much. Um, I like chaos. I think that could be exciting. I think it, it could lead to those moments where you just lock in and like everything's in slow-mo, even though it's like going really fast. Those moments are awesome. But I think Advanced Warfare it, it just took it like that step way too far. Yeah, and, sometimes it... F- oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think putting them in this era... Maybe those restrictions where they can't have the sure. jump jets and stuff. Oh, you know, we got to do something different. It's like, what are they going to come up with? That's the question um, that I need answered. And I really hope that they take the reveal of Call of Duty a different path. And instead of doing, because um, I think one of Infinite Warfare's biggest enemies is the fact that when they revealed it, it was like, dislike the shit. And they had nothing to show afterwards. And, and it just festered and got worse is that I wish they changed it up a little bit where they didn't hold back the multiplayer reveal for so long. Because let's be honest, I think, uh, although there are people who buy the, the game for the COD campaign, I understand why, because it can be good. Um, a lot of people buy it for the multiplayer, and I wish they showed that off a little bit sooner. Because I think, you know, Infinite Warfare, its multiplayer wasn't awful. You know, it, it was definitely something... I felt it had the same problem as Advanced Warfare, just a little less worse. Very fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it was, you know, for how much how many years in a row CODs had that, I think, for the, the people who have been playing it. I think it aged fine. Um, and, and, yeah, it's, it's just... I'm just happy to I want to make a it. suggestion, all right? This is why my one thing uh, with the next Call of Duty game, and some people might disagree with me, but I, I just remember my, my la- last memories, my lasting memories of Call of Duty games is if I want to play multiplayer, I'll go in. You know, regardless of the fact that there weren't that many people playing, but... When you'd go in, there's like 20 different game modes. Pro- mm-hmm. Probably exaggerating with that. 20 different game modes. Everyone's playing Deathmatch. Maybe some play- people playing S&D. And the- everything else is just empty. Like, it- yep. there-, there are barren waste fields, right? Yep. What I would like to see with the next this Call of Duty is just fewer game modes. Like, don't go more than five. Maybe even less than that. Like, the, the thing I like about Overwatch, for instance... When you, when you go into multiplayer, it's just one thing. You know, you click on the button. Everyone gets, you know... Uh, search together what it, whatever you call it and you put into the same game modes and, and they mix it up every now and again but with call of duty it's just like the single playlists and everyone's playing deathmatch and everything else is just empty and you can never find a game properly so what i would prefer fine have your deathmatch playlist because i'm sure many people are gonna really love that and most people are gonna play it but even if just have like a, a second um not just s and d but kind of like a strategic playlist where it has s and d it has um all those kinds of i can't even remember the names of them now, but what's the one where there's kind of different uh there's like three different points around the map and you're all trying to capture capture well, like capture, capture the, the flag, flag. Kind of. it's like it I, I was flag? just looking it up to verify if it was in any games afterwards war you're talking about war right war is it are you talking about world of war right now no, no he's just uh, talking about. All the game the games. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, because I was half listening. Just domination. To- no, he was just talking about game modes. Domination. As a whole. No, yeah, domination. thank you. No, yeah. Yeah, so have S have domination. And yeah, maybe capture the flag. Have those three game modes in one playlist, 
and then right. have you alternate between them because they're at yeah. least somewhat strategic and it's not like you have three different playlists with those game modes and the, the, the I guess the player base is stretched between those three. I prefer to have them come together because while I do like playing one game mode like S&D over and over and over, what I don't like is not having any players to play with because mm-hmm. some are in Capture the Flag, some are in Domination, some are in these other modes and then everyone's in Deathmatch. So bring the strategic ones together, have Deathmatch and maybe have one other playlist that's kind of like the crazy stuff. I also think they could uh, reward people for playing mo- uh, modes that aren't played as much. So if you did like yeah. double XP on on Assault because nobody's playing Assault or whatever, then you get some people playing that. And then when I log in and I see people are playing Assault, I'm like, oh, this is new and I can try that. There, I don't know of any game that actually currently rewards folks for the different modes differently because they're not being played. And I've I talked to a couple people and I'm like, why has nobody just tried it just to see if you can like shape a little bit of your traffic by the same reward mechanisms you already have in all your fucking modes anyway. Like, yeah. I mean, you spend yeah. time building. You want someone to 2x play weekend. We've seen that 8 billion times. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, what I was going to say um, was bring back war. I don't know why that hasn't been brought back. Uh, the, the war game mode was. I'd say definitely the, the best in, in Call of Duty. Yeah, it was Universe the best War. one. Um, just because it was it fit the theme of the universe you were playing in, and it, it had a clear objective, and it was momentum-based. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, and I, yeah. I don't know why it was never really brought back. Uh, I was just looking well, it up on the, on the Call of Duty wiki, and it's only been in Call of Duty 3 and World at War, and I was, I was shocked to see that. I, I thought maybe I had missed it. Maybe it was brought back in another yeah. one. Uh, so now would be a perfect time to bring it back in in the game mode we, uh, or the game that we saw in the World War Two era for the last time. Bring back World War mm. or bring back War. Like I, I just wanted to say, so Infinite Warfare. I, I've just found this list of all the uh, multiplayer game modes. These might have changed, but let's say that this is true. I want to go through the entire list. All right, this is all multiplayer game modes. Capture in the flag, just defend, Infinite War. In just Infinite Warfare. Go right. For it. Capture the flag, defender, demolition, domination, drop zone, free for all, frontline, grind, gun game, hardpoint, infected, kill confirmed, reinforce, search and destroy, search and rescue, TDM, and uplink. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that's like, like, you got to link together 17. at least search and destroy and search and rescue. And that's yeah, link together, insane. search and destroy, destroy, search and rescue, and like a couple of other of those strategic ga- game modes. Right? Have fun ones like gun game and. and no, I, I like free for all on its own to be honest. But gun game, maybe infected, bring the kill confirmed, bring those together. So at least you have your your, your fun they game, your in, playlist. In uh, in Black Ops, they had a, a playlist. I forgot what it was called, but it was like a. I remember that. I forgot the name of the playlist. It was like party games or some some shit like that. Uh, yeah, you know, and and have that. So you have your party games. You have your your kind of S and D strategic, um, stealthy kind of uh, g- game styles. You have your free free for all, and you have your TDM. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd like. And, yeah. and then you're not having such a stretched out player base because even nowadays, like I, I think we need to accept that not as many people play Call of Duty. So when you jump on, it's still harder to play a game than it ever was before, but you still have the same amount, if not more game modes and play bases just stretched thin. So mm-hmm. let's combine it. Let's have not more than five. Yeah, no, I, that's I, just my, I think, yeah, that, I think there could be some streamlining. I think there's also, that could be your enemy. Cause then it starts to look a little barren in the, in the game mode thing, even if in context it's not, yeah. I think it can it can be your enemy when people click on it and are like, what the fuck? There's only a few things to play uh, when you don't realize it's all mashed together. But, um, you know, I, I, yeah. on the other token, you, you got to look at uh, Battlefield 1. I was just playing that today as well just to kind of, once again, just get the World War vibes going. And 
I think that had only a few game modes. Uh, obviously, it's much different because Battlefield 1's maps are huge, and for each yeah. mode, you're, you're carving it up a little bit differently. But still, um, I think they could they could work off of that type of formula, too, of just making a big map and cutting it up for different modes <laughs> where, like, you have domination on this same map in this quadrant of the map, um, but you have the capture flag on the other side. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so it's the same... It's the same map itself but for the modes the how do i word it okay let's say it's a city it's the same city for each of those uh maps but there's different parts of that city for the modes you get what i'm saying yeah so i think that would be cool too anything else on cod world at war or world war ii i wonder how many people have called it world at war ii already (laughs) no like Maybe I'll pick it up, and this will be the chance for like my old mates that we used to play Call of Duty with. Mm-hmm. Or I used to play Call of Duty with for us to to come back together and have one last hoorah, and we'll <laughs> see how it goes. But I don't for know. me, it's like I'm not going to decide if I'm going to buy it until I I see more on it. But um, I I just call it smart because I I think they've done a good job to intrigue people like me who who have become uh, disenfranchised and and re-stimulated those who were still invested and are like, oh, let's go, something different. So I, I think it was a smart move across the board. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Carrick? Nada? No, no. Not not until we see more of it, you know, because mm-hmm. like, like you said, it, if it if it looks like a game where your guns shoot out bald eagles that have drones <laughs> on them, then I'm just like, what the fuck ever. But World War II, hopefully we won't see that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hopefully we'll just see the pared down i could deal with far more skill-based far less package-based gameplay even though i don't hate them um but there's a place for that and so that would be that would be my hope too but i'm sort of saddened by the fact that no one's really got it no one's really got it very right lately um it it seems to be blown up in every game overwatch is probably one of the games that i personally think isn't where the shit's blown up where you pretty much know what does what when um and and there's not as much surprise i guess because it is it's like surprise butt sex and you're like wait what just happened i mean you i'm not lying a lot of those games you you're dead and you're like i have to watch the replay because some motherfucker threw a knife from 700 yards away and it bounced off the statue's arm and killed me because he knew i spawned there Mm. um or or these weird packages so i'm really excited to see if what you said is true or turns out to be true and if it leans down really excited for that that would be very fun Speaking of, you, uh, wait, what were you gonna say? Nothing. Oh, I was gonna say that. Uh, let's move on to. I, I just thought this was interesting, not because we're like big fans of this game, but this company's always fascinated me for its very odd choices. And uh, Two Worlds Two is getting a season pass after <laughs> six years. Love that game. Yeah, uh, Two Worlds is a um, cult classic. I'd say you know the first one was like I think it released at the wrong time, but it definitely wasn't that good. But Two was like a a good improvement. That's a big game. That's a yeah, big it's a game. game. There's a lot to do in that game. And the season's getting a season pass six <laughs> years later. Um, this is a 10-hour adventure, $15 piece of DLC. Um, the Battle is something, I think it was called. But what... That, that's unheard of, right? Yeah, I was going to say, your game is on like the 360 and stuff. Who's playing <laughs> still that you're building this DLC for? I, I got to ask. Like, what's going on? Yeah, this this reminds me, and it's not as bad, which is why I'm so surprised with this. But Maddie, do you remember with Rage? So Rage was a game that I tried to get every achievement on, and I did that pretty much at launch of the game. And then I got all the achievements. I, I sold the game, 
And about a year later, my mate goes to me because he did it with me as well. And he's like, you know, we haven't got all the achievements for Rage now. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? They just released a DLC for it like a year later with no warning, no marketing from what I remember. And this is six years. (laughs) It's just insane. I just, maybe it was a part of their plans and they just got it out the door. Is it? But didn't they say, yeah, they said already that they're doing Two Worlds 3, I think. They are. Maybe this is the build up to it. it. So just so you know, Man, I wish I could find the data. There is definitely a legal thing that occurred um, within their company, and I can't oh, remember if it was an so o- if it, it was back. an yeah. I can't remember if it was an owner or so forth. But there was definitely something that occurred that I remember um, when because this has been announced to have gone out many times, and now it's six years later. So oh, wow. they, they've talked about these because um, there was a pirates. It was called pirates something mm. that they tried to do or did. Um, I think there was some behind-the-scenes weirdness there that went on. But, you know, talking to developers like we do who are smaller, Maddie, you know, sometimes they'll say something to you like how uh, Humble Bundle helps them or gets a ton of people playing. If they've got some Steam stats, if they've got some Steam stats that indicate that people are playing it with sales or, or whatever, and they look at it and they go, you know what, with Steam sales, people are already returning. Let's go ahead and and finish this up. It also might have taken that many years because it is a insanely small company. So there is uh it's like six twelve, twelve, sixteen wow. at, at current count. Yeah. So um and then Two Worlds Three was announced. It's currently in the concept stage and scheduled for development two thousand nineteen. Development in two thousand nineteen. Yeah. So, so at that rate I, it's not gonna be out till like twenty twenty five. Uh, sorry, I, I said scheduled for development, but it says scheduled for development with release scheduled in 2019. Oh, shit. I apologize. Okay. No, no, I apologize. Fine. That's, wow. I mean, it's, that, what, what, it could be a very smart marketing technique. Because once I heard that, I was like, yeah. when was the last time I played? It's Two all Worlds? over the news, dude. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, I kind of like, want to go uh, play. Yeah, every news, every website is Destructoids talking about it. So it's yeah. like, that's the way to get your, your game back in people's like minds. That's true. I mean... Yeah, I love those types of games. Those overhead, um, just endless questing type of games. Yep. It was well, a... so look, have, have a look yeah. at this. Uh, I'm, I'm checking the Steam Spy for Two Worlds 2. And in the past two weeks, they have around 7,000 plus players with a fluctuation of around 2,500. So is that enough that's for not a... bad. That's not that's bad for that game. Well, number one, that's, yeah, that's not like a popular game like where, you know, maybe there's like YouTube it's better than No it. Man's Sky was. Yeah, I mean, I think that's even better than Battlefront. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not bad at all. That's yeah. not bad at all. And that's just Steam. But like, I mean... is it good enough to, I guess, release a season pass now? Like, I, I don't know whether they're intending to make money for it. Maybe they're like, you know what, exactly. we, we have some extra budget. We, we don't really care. We'll, we'll have a couple people work I'm on guessing, this and send out a season pass. My thoughts are that it doesn't sound smart if you're trying to make money off of it. It sounds like a waste of money if you're not going to. So I'm, I'm guessing it, it's more along the lines of what Carrick said, that there was some legal thing that held them back, and then they finally are able to get it out the door, and they're just like, fuck it, let's yeah. do it. And, you and know, it's, it's gonna, they knew they was going to make news, so they finished it up, yeah. and it's working. And it, and it worked. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear God. They have a. They just announced they have another DLC expansion after this one called Shattered Embrace that'll come out in October or d- December. Plus two kidding. new multiplayer maps. Oh, I forgot their multiplayer actually is strangely popular. Oh, they have there was somebody tell. Yeah, they have multiplayer, and somebody was telling me a couple days ago that they didn't even know, and they went and checked, and there were like a ton of people playing. You know, it's one of those <laughs> games where like 
you, Maddie may own it, I may own it, and Lone may own it. We might be the only ones thinking we're playing, and then you know you'll go online one time to multiplayer, mm. and you'll be like, "Holy shit, there's people in like Australia <laughs> playing it, or people in fucking you know Taiwan playing so, it, where you just yeah, don't wow. expect it." Yeah, that's cool. Oh, I, I didn't know they had multiplayer. What's the multiplayer like? Um, but I don't even remember, dude. Two thousand. That was fucking uh, Xbox three sixty, by the way, when that yeah, came out. So I don't even remember. I thought. I think there was co-op, if I remember right. I could be wrong. Mm. I don't remember much about the multiplayer, but they've got new maps coming in October for it. So, <laughs> seven thousand people playing daily. That, that's you know, all right. That's that's, right. that's, that's, that's better good. than I ever thought it was going to be. <laughs> that's not bad, dude. That's not. I bad. thought you were going to say seven hundred, and I yeah. still would have been. That's more than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not bad. I mean, that's more than you know. Here's the thing: is you'll see spikes on sp- certain days. And I went on uh, World at War today to try to get some multiplayer gameplay, and I couldn't get into a server that wasn't like uh, I couldn't get into a server in general, really, because like the other there was like two full ones, and they were both like hacked ones. um, Oh, you know, that have like mods in them and stuff. You don't really want to touch those, but um, yeah. So it's that's really impressive that you know, uh, Two Worlds Two has got seven thousand concurrent players a day or something like that. Well, it's plays. I don't even know how to read this. It says. Players in the last two weeks, so it's got 7,000 plus or minus 2,400. So my assumption is that it could be minus 2,400, and that's the, at the very least, every day. The lowest. That's the people yeah. playing that game. I, I don't know. Like, they don't have concurrent, right? Let's, concurrent daily doesn't even show it so i think you have to own uh if you're looking at steam spy i'm pretty sure you have to subscribe to them to get some of those more broke down um, yeah so the great but, uh, but i'm gonna tell you right now if it was 700 i would still like i said i would actually have been quite happy with that i would have been like oh yeah, okay that's yeah. you know it's um they they have had some sales and games like that i don't know if you guys play those but i'm a sort of a I, it sounds like maddie does i'm sort of a a uh, just one of those guys who buys those games. Uh, Raven's Cry, terrible, but it's sort of <laughs> like that. Um, I love those kind of things. And I know a lot of people who that Euro jank, as we used to call it, they love those Euro jank games. They're like, you know, they they fall apart. Gothic 3 is great, but it like barely runs half the time. And mm. it, you love it for some reason. That's you know? what, I, yeah. what I've been feeling uh, with um, certain games is that sometimes there's this I say this in quotes, charm to the low budget game. Yeah. 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 And uh, people just really like that. And I, I get why. Sometimes I don't think it's something you can look past because, you know, you'll have this sure. latent technical issue. And I don't think there's any charm to that. But uh, I, I mean, I get where people are coming from. You know, there's those games that you see, and you just you, you want to support it. Um, I know it's completely different because the game actually works and it's really good. But like, that's how I felt about like Darkest Dungeon. I was like, you know, this isn't. An insanely, maybe it is more popular than I think, but, um, you know, it's not like crazy, crazy popular, but it's that game I was like, I want to support this, even if I'm not right. going to play it a ton. And right. so, yeah, fair you, enough. You know, last topic I have written down is uh, Destiny 2 having space battles. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it, a couple other people also said something, so I guess I can mention it, but yeah, I got a contact from Twitter. It was like, I checked them out and they're they're very they're valid and they basically said that we'll, we'll start hear about hearing more about it in the next couple of weeks mm. but that there are full on um battlefront style like space battles going on wow yeah and so I asked a little bit more and it was a little hedgy it was like you know I'm just going to you know I'm going to say this and then you're going to verify that it's true when when it gets announced and then I'll tell you more so 
I got a little bit of data and I think some other people did because I saw some Twitter, you know, some some tweets from people saying I was just told blah, blah, blah. Um, I think we expected it, though. Right. I mean, I actually didn't. I didn't even think of that. Really? I didn't think I guess. I guess it was the spaceships and the constant upgrades where they didn't make sense. Yeah, in Destiny. it seems like a natural there. fit. They were just it cosmetic. Does. They were just cosmetic. And I was like, oh, great. It's a monster-sponsored fucking spaceship. Like, <laughs> what is that? You know, it's like <laughs> paint, painted like this. It's like, hello. <laughs> Who gives a shit? But if you're flying around and if Maddie kills me in his monster TIE fighter, I'm going to be pissed. And that mm-hmm. will work. You know, I, I, I think Lone said it right. It's a natural progression. I, I think it's it's a... It, it makes perfect sense. That would and be awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, if that if that's in there, I'm gonna be stoked to to see if it's good. Definitely stoked. Yeah, I mean, I'm not big on the space battles in Battlefront per se. I just I, I think I, part of it's the controls. I don't think Dice has ever made good airborne fucking controls in any game they, I've ever played. Never. <laughs> it's so hard. But um, you know, if they are good, which I'd imagine they are going to be, then I think Destiny Two. Could have some cool space battles. Like I said, especially if they carry over some of the personalization. Um, I hope they take mm-hmm. it a step further, though. But um, if they carry over some of that personalization where it's like, this is my ship, and I just killed you with that. And like people are like, whoa, that's awesome. Kind of like, yeah. um, I, I think of it this way, the emblems in Call of Duty. I thought that was yeah. such a fucking good idea. Because um, that was something that always wowed me. You see this like actual art on someone's gun and think, whoa. And um, I think they also let you start customizing your own camos. At one point, and you know, it's just I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, me too. Because then you can mix and match not only the camos, but the the emblem can blend into the camo. So I hope they bring that type of personalization to the table with Destiny Two when it comes not only to your guns, but uh, since we're talking about the spaceships, because I think that'll be the the big thing that you do there. Um, do you think they're gonna let you like customize it with like different types of guns on them and all that type of stuff? I do. I honestly, I I don't know if you guys agree, but I have this weird feeling that the HUD is going to, well, I know that there are some changes to the HUD coming up, but the HUD's going to look pretty much the same for a person or a ship, and you'll go to the ship and you'll upgrade it, and that's, uh, there's some stuff out there that I'm just waiting to see if it turns out to be true before I, because this is a new person I'm talking to, but Mm -hmm. if it all turns out to be true, um, and, and it seems to be, then it it is a natural progression of, of like, okay, we all knew Destiny 1 had written them into a corner. Even just the way the codex information's on websites, they had to destroy everything. So we are, sort of were all talking about that prior. We're like, they're going to you know, have like the good guys have their area destroyed, and then you know, you're going to reset everything so that you can sort of get your game set up the way it should have been since day one. And I think Destiny 1 wanted space battles. And I think it's so I think to them, it's just like, okay, let's fix the things we were missing in one and it seems like they are if you listen to what they're saying it seems like a lot of what they're saying is very geared towards indicating weaknesses that gamers who even like it have had not necessarily gamers Mm -hmm. who don't like it but gamers who like it and and still have issues it seems like they're pinpointing those people and going okay i get what you're saying like you would like it more if and they're like yeah that you know we expected this game to have it um uh, that's what I expect. I expect that we will start seeing that. Um, you know, ra- randoms will go away, so you can do raids with, or or you can you'll be able to do raids with randoms and stuff like that, which I think is already fixed in Destiny. I can't remember. I think, yeah, um, yeah, but sure. the I'm, party systems, clans, stuff like that. I would hope to see. None of this uh, was leaked to me. I'm I'm saying out loud. I would love mm-hmm. to see. Yeah. You know, some some bonuses for that. But I do. I think the ships will be 
completely now you can customized. Tie, tie, tie the ships into the rays, maybe in some way, shape, or form. Exactly. Yeah, it's going to be. I'm stoked for it because I enjoyed Destiny for what it was. Don't love it or anything, mm-hmm. um, but I, I I can't wait like to see what they try to do because it seems like a company who knows that they could have had a tremendous amount of success but just had really good success. If that makes yeah. sense. I I for me my and I wouldn't say it was my enemy, but uh, I will call it that. My enemy with Destiny was that I didn't have enough patience with the game because, like, I defended it at first. I was like, look, it's not, like, a big flop like everyone's saying. I said, I enjoy it for what it is. Don't get me wrong. The story's terrible, but um, there's a lot to like here. <laughs> and it's just that Great I story. felt they, they didn't address the problems soon enough. Yeah. It, it felt like as I paid attention after launch, like, okay, I want to hop in, hop in um, that it took a while for them to fix things I wanted. I was already on to another game by that point. For sure. Uh, where now it's like I'm, I have, I'm optimistic. I hope that Destiny 2 looks good um where i will be intrigued which i i'm i'm assuming it will be i've heard they've had really good streams with like destiny one and revealing stuff where they're they're pretty good with that where um i'm I'm looking into maybe picking up destiny one again uh that collection with all the dlc and stuff and just catching up on everything that i had missed and and seeing how destiny has evolved and maybe it'll actually be a game that i can enjoy again so you know fingers crossed on that one because i played a lot of destiny multiplayer Played a lot of that, but right. um, the, the single player yeah. part of the game, I was done with that so fast because I could not stand the grind. At least with multiplayer, I know what I'm playing is endless, and that's why you go there. But when you go to a single player thing and and it's just that endless grind, it, it just becomes so mentally wearing on you. Yeah, yeah. But you, what about you, know you what? Lone? Did you play it? I, I did play Destiny One, and and like many people, after a while, I just I just let it go. But like how how often have we seen the example of a brand new IP, even if it's a developer that has you know experience, like with Halo, for instance, like Bungie was proven. But every time it's a first uh, a new IP, the first game is usually not not all the time, but usually not the greatest, and then they yeah. improve upon it in the second game. And mm-hmm. I I think everyone like. I, I'm not going to say what people shouldn't shouldn't do, but I think it would be good if everyone just gave the second one a go, and then if if, if then they haven't uh, listened to feedback and incorporated people's views based on the feedback they received for the first game, then I think people have a legitimate reason to be upset. But when it's the first game and they're trying something different, something new that they haven't done something different for years because they were doing Halo for so long, for yeah. so long, then just give them a chance. And then if it doesn't work out, then I can see why you'd be upset. I, uh, did you guys play the grind caves like I did? So they uh, right at the starting of the game, somebody found a no. cave that continually yeah. spawned enemies. Oh, I heard about that. So I, I did. A, I have some videos on my channel. Right when I started the channel, I did a couple videos telling people where to go. And so Maddie was talking about the grind, and my brain was like, what grind? And then I realized, uh, I'm like, oh, it's because I jumped in there before they patched them. They were patching them like daily, and I was finding a new place. We were just, all you would do is just go, gag, 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 and the bad guys would go, gag, 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 and you just fucking <laughs> shit was flying out of them, and you're like, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> there was a grind, and and I hope that that grind, I hope, have we ever seen, actually, let's turn this around. Do you guys know of an example of a game that has really done end play correctly? To where like the grind isn't extended just because they don't have content. Is there a game out there where it feels right? Because I don't know of one, and that I don't know how they would um, even do it. But I thought I, Final I'd Fantasy fifteen. Maybe? I thought Final Fantasy fifteen as a recent example had really good new game plus. Personally, I thought it, it added new dungeons. It's okay. uh, you know okay, there yeah. was still quests left to do because it's such a big game. I thought. 
you know, that was one, I wouldn't say that was like the definitive way. When I think of New Game Plus, out of all games, I always think of, and I don't know why, I don't think I'd say it's because I think it's the best version, but I think of uh, Batman Arkham City. I, I just think of how when you start over, they add new challenges to combat. Right. They give you, uh, you know, different difficulty options. I think, like, one's turning off the HUD, so you have to actually watch enemies coming in and getting ready to strike you. They send more cool. your way. Um, I think there's extra challenges and stuff. I'm, I'm not sure on that one. But they add to it. They don't uh, make it a grind. Um, and so I think that's a game that does the end game stuff right, uh, especially in a Batman game. You don't really expect that in those types of games. So um, that was so long ago. But um, in the terms of I, open I think... world, it, it's hard to find a lot of games that don't become a little tedious after you, you roll the credits. And I think that's because, Lone, you touched on this last week, that you usually yeah. leave that main quest and it keeps you going, keeps you going. Yeah, and right. when it's yeah. gone, it feels like maybe that ultimate goal is gone, so it's like all this side stuff becomes a little more tedious than you originally realized. Yeah, but I, I, what I was thinking in terms of games that, you know, even after you finish the, the main story, but I think the Borderlands games are a perfect example of just that kind of grind that you can do that's still fun because you're playing with mates. So, you know, you, you'll get to the end of a playthrough and think, well, I'm not the max level yet. I'll keep playing. I'll keep doing side quests right. and yeah, farming the main boss. Yeah, orange gear or legendary. Yeah, you know, yeah, you, you got to get all legendary gear, find as many rare weapons as you can, use as many golden keys as you have, and it's, it's still fun. And then you can be like, all right, you know what? I want to start a new character, and I'll play that character, even though I've done the quests and, and the main story a million times, even though I've killed Karamarax a million times. Mm-hmm. You'll still do it, and it's fun, like, at least to me anyways. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I guess when you look at all these games, we don't see a game that says that, or we see games that try to get away from the end grind, but they really just add it. They'll be like, okay, you want, for example, Neverwinter. It's a free MMO, and, and you play it, and once you, once you get a guild, it'll be like, do you want to build a guild hall? And you'll be like, okay, and then you'll go and look at the resources, and it's eight bajillion pieces of logs, eight quadrillion, you know, and you're just looking at the numbers going, what the f-? And And that's the grind. What I'm talking about is, like, is there a game out there that doesn't have grind, but in some way changes the mechanics at the end game to make it feel like there's something poignant to do. Because grind is fine, I get that, and I get most games have it, but there's a reason why most games have it, because I don't think any game's figured it out yet. Mm-hmm. There, there, there has to be something you can do, new mechanics, to make it feel like... Then, yeah, I'd probably, that's, that's probably why I think of Arkham City right away, because it does add... Because it, it does, it does. You, just, you gave really good examples. Those are examples, I think, of what I would like to see... I, but I just, guys, I just don't want to go to the same fucking cave in Destiny, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. I just don't want to do that. No, I completely like, agree. I get this, that. Oh, it's so soul crushing to see yeah. the same fucking cave the four thousand. But it's times. like, how does with Destiny's identity? How do they escape that? Um, I know. I think every week they change something with the raids. I've heard. Um, but how do you escape that? I mean, they have the multiplayer mode, but it's like I don't view Destiny as a game where the the single player just ends. Didn't we say that they they're going open world with Destiny Two? Apparently, that was a yeah, rumor or whatever. Yeah, it's not the weird hub thingy yeah. that they so, got. So, I mean, maybe you you roll credits and uh, characters you've interacted throughout the story with um, that you've had an impact on. Uh-huh. They have more quests to offer. I've always liked that in my new game plus and open worlds where like characters you've talked with are like you know okay the main adventure is over but like you know that doesn't mean that our job is done. And so you Correct, go to yeah. them and talk to them. And that's what I liked about Final Fantasy 15 is you, you'll go back to these characters and 
you know, you'll, you'll talk to different people that you previously interacted with and they'll still have, you know, the world moves on is what I'm saying. It's not just cause your adventure is over. It doesn't mean the whole world is done. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I think that would be a, a good idea for starters at least. I also think, you know, if somebody got, people are going to be pissed when I say the word, but if somebody could figure out proper procedurally generated encounters, yeah. then if there was a Badlands in Destiny where once you got to a certain level, they were like, you can go to these Badlands. We don't know what the fuck's going to happen there. Um, <laughs> and, and there's some special stuff, but it's not really a grind. It's more of a like, what will I see? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think what happens, a lot of developers culture their encounters too much. They smooth them out too much. They polish them too much. Mm. And, and, and sometimes I want a little rawness in there. Like I want a little uncomfortable glitchiness, not glitchiness, but a clumsiness in an encounter where they're way more powerful than I thought. Because that's what elevates your emotion in, yeah. in the moment. I think... If it's fucking motor set to feel identical every time, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel as good. Yeah, I, I think the uh, the loot RNG has lost its touch a little bit. It has. Um, it has. That's a good e- point. Even... Though. Um, I, I wouldn't speak for Borderlands. I haven't played it in a while where I don't know if that would still keep me gripped because I think a lot of what keeps me gripped in Borderlands is the personalities. Like, obviously, the loot and shoot is a lot of fun. But yeah. I don't know how well that would work nowadays. So it's like right. there's this next step that a game needs to take to um, elevate that new game plus, that continuous yep. playthroughs. And um, now that I think about it, there, there hasn't been many games where um, I've had that new game plus where I start up right away. And I'm going right back to it again. I can't think outside of Final Fantasy XV, which really wasn't the most spectacular new game plus, but Arkham City was a game um, I beat, I was wowed by the ending, and they offered me new game plus, and I literally right again. That's and awesome. I've, I don't remember last time I did that. I really do not. Um, I, I, I will beat a game, and it'll say, you got new game plus. I'll load in, I'll walk around for like another 20 minutes, and I'll shut it down. And, you know, maybe I'll come back later on. Um, but with... Batman Arkham City, I remember clear as day just being like, oh my god, there's more. That's and that so sounds cool. awesome and just firing it back up. And I really, you know, now that you've said this, Carrick, it's like I really want that. You know, I really yeah. want that good new game plus because I haven't had it in a while. Um, and here's the thing. Just, the, 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 know, the, we all talk about hours, and I know Lone doesn't get to play as many as us. Uh, you know, we've talked about his time. He doesn't have as much time for games. But it's like when we're playing these games um, – we all sort of either you don't finish it, right? And you're just like, okay, I, I'm not going to get back to it. Or you do finish it, and you're like, well, that was fun, but as Lone said, you have to hold the main mission aside. So, like, you're holding yeah. it captive because it's the only thing that's a <laughs> fucking carrot for your dumbass donkey, right? But, <laughs> but if there was a game, like, if, if Arkham City, if I, for example, if I'm playing Destiny and I finish the thing and the credits roll and they give me my new set of armor and then they're like, you thought you were done? That's just the beginning. And there's... You know, especially as those quests and how they're doled out, you could do that. You, it's it seems like every game we play now is is just a grind. It's just so fucking grindy. It's so samey. Even if they're giving you new places, it's like here's here's a here's a cave. Go into the cave. Do these four things. You're like, fuck, man, really? I mean, yeah. the, who hasn't cleaned these caves out by now? Some games <laughs> like just don't even bother with new game plus. Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, it has like I guess right. you would call it new game plus, but it uh. It's really just finish up what you left. It is. The, in, That's in all it is. Through. And it's like some games don't even bother nowadays. New game continued is what that is, yeah. basically. Yeah, right? exactly. You know? But um, if, if Horizon Zero Dawn, what if, what if just not all, but some of the dinosaurs were far stronger mm-hmm. and some of the locations were slightly you know, changed up? 
Uh, I think that a developer doing work up front prior to the game's release on those things would see it returned by people still playing it like two worlds. <laughs> 7,000 people. <laughs> uh, I can't think of a specific game, but it would be awesome if we had this pretty serious game. Um, we'll, we'll take, uh, I can't think of a, a, a kind of linear, we'll take Call of Duty, just as an example. Just think of a game that has like a similar COD campaign. You wrap it up, and it's like, all right, time for a new game plus. I'd love it if they just fucking kick the wheels off and they like cheat codes, crazy fucking weaponry. So would I. You yeah. Know, just something you really don't <laughs> see in the whole game. Like, it's this is really serious narrative. But you're running around with like dual laser pistols in this World War II environment or something. <laughs> Dressed as a Smurf, and people are like, what the yeah. fuck? It would be better if they reacted. That would be They're fun, like, actually. It's what an alien. That? <laughs> <laughs> that would be. Uh, yeah, I hope you know. I hope we start to see that as developers realize people want to like their games for longer periods of time. Mm-hmm. They do, and ranged and lottery systems need to go the way of the dodo. It's done. Here's it's a, fu- It needs to stop. Here's a cool example. I mean, it's DLC, but I'm just saying this is, uh, I guess, kind of what I was getting at with um, just kind of saying let's do something wild. Is uh, I think Nier Automata, or is it Automata? I'm not sure which. Uh, Automata. Automata. Sorry. Um, Automata. Mind you, this is DLC, but it's a pretty serious game. I haven't played it yet. I really want to. But um, there's a DLC where you fight the CEO of Square Enix. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the fuck? All right. Like, yeah, it's you know, crazy. Yeah, it's, it's so That's wild. Fantastic. It's so random. But it, it just sounds like a fun, random idea. Now, I don't know if it's free or not, but I imagine it's not. Um but still, it just that's that's so cool. That's so different, and that would compel me to come back and be like, I can beat up the CEO of Square Enix. I don't know the guy, <laughs> but fuck it, let's go. Sign me up, yeah, yeah, sign, yeah. exactly. Sign me up. So, I think like going a little crazy with it, almost a, a Far Cry uh, Three Blood Dragon, Blood Dragon, where yeah. it's just a complete flip of the switch. I think that would be cool for a new game plus as well. Do you guys remember the original Far Cry allowed you to change your graphics? Do you remember that, Maddie? No, the I original. Never the original. I only I started with two. It allowed you to do, um, there were four or five shader options. So you could do like cold, uh, pencil drawing, um, cartoon, and you could change the way the world drew because it was applying shaders. And I, I, I was telling a friend one day, I'm like, why, why is that not in every game? I want to turn Call of Duty, World at War, Tron. Like I want to hit a button that says fucking Tron. And it doesn't have to change anything other than the highlights and the way you know it, it applies the shaders. Those little options would get me to fucking play the game again. And it has. Yeah. It has. In every one of those games where something weird has been offered, I have returned to it and, like and played that. that. somewhere else where you change the... Sh- Xbox One, or original Xbox had a racing game where you were in cars all the time, and it was called like Tokyo, some, Tokyo Extreme. It wasn't Tokyo Extreme Racing, but... Um, on your replays, you could you could switch between like forty shaders because this was just when Nvidia and a- a- uh, ATI at the time were figuring out shader applied shaders and they could apply it to anything and so you'd have like negative you'd have like predator vision you know yeah, <laughs> you'd have no, all these I, weird I remember things. seeing this in a game recently I don't know why I can't remember oh it. recently gotcha or not recently but around I, I've played it within a year or two I swear. We should get a developer on one of these days, like Maddie, contact somebody you know and have him come on and, and talk to him about end game stuff. Because I would love to sit down with somebody and say, does the conversation ever come up that, you know, those people who like your game would continue to play it if you, you know, and like, how does an N plus happen? How does a new game plus happen? Yeah, and then they, how, here's the thing that, not to interrupt you, but I just thought, here's no, the thing that, that maybe we, we haven't considered is that maybe they think, or we could sell it. And they cut it off for DLC, you know. 
They could just mm. do that, right? Like here, you know, Zelda's selling kinda... a difficulty, aren't they? Yeah. I don't like the idea of exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is like, I mean, Zelda's it's pretty difficult, and so it's pretty hot on its own. Yeah, on its own. Yeah. So my thoughts are like, you know, maybe the reason we don't see New Game Plus anymore is because you'll see these. I know I was just praising it a second ago, but you'll see this random Square Enix boss. You'll see all these potential things gotcha. that could add to the game being yeah. sold as DLC instead right. of just there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. okay, this is the game. We've cre- created all we can. Now let's think about what we're going to sell. At some point, a developer has to identify that doing that kind of stuff, people pick up on it at some point. It's like reward the gamer up front and see what happens. And we, we don't have a lot of games that do that. We, mm-hmm. We've got some, but we don't have a lot of games where, I mean, when was the last time any of us looked at a game? Lone, do you remember a game you looked at and were like, I got twice as much as I expected for $60. <laughs> like, at, does that happen? Very much. Uh... I don't know, because you you usually know the games that are very long that are going to be very long. Like, I I usually check that stuff beforehand, so I've never really been surprised in that sense. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. there's so much to do, because I pretty much, you know, read up on the game beforehand. Right. Right. It just seems like it would be nice to occasionally be surprised by that. And that's another thing. They tell us too much. How many times have you guys played a game and been like, I already know who the bad guy is, because these fuckers can't cut a trailer correctly. (laughs) So it's like, instead... So surprise me with a game mode. I would love some mystery. I would love some mystery. I think I'm just getting older and it's all gone. But I would love to turn on a game and go, wait, I didn't read anything about this this special mode. Oh, yeah, we didn't say anything. You know, jump in there and see yeah. what happens. Be like, yeah, I've never Whoa. had that. Yeah, that would be so fucking cool. And I think that that would work. To sort of, there's, a, there's a lack of excitement sometimes from the Actually, consumers. you know what? This, this is what I, I, I do remember. Um it was World at War when you finished the campaign, zom- the zombies mode opened up. I didn't know about that. Oh, so exactly. when you finish the campaign, zombies opens up. You're like, holy shit, there's this whole new mode. And then it started this phenomenon. I yeah. remember that now. Okay, so that was one example. That was it, was prob- it was probably on the internet, but I just never checked. Right. Yeah. Well, and and uh, what was it? Uh, Advanced Warfare was the one where once you beat the main game, you could play the remix of the levels where it was about zombies instead of the original, and that was cool, cool too. I like yeah. those. I like those ads where it sort of makes you like look at it in a different way. And it, yeah. I mean, it's just sad that we don't see that very much. But hmm. yeah, I mean, what do you got, Eddie? Anything no, else? I, I was looking. I was looking at for a price point for that DLC, and all it has is a release date in May. The uh, the one from. Uh, near Automata, because um, I was curious, and yeah, I couldn't find anything. They said 1,500 yen, so I don't know how much that translates into U.S. dollars. That's like $4.99. Oh, okay. There you go. So, pretty That's... cheap DLC, but makes you wonder, like, if they could sell that separately, or just give it to you for free, then you, you go down to entitlement. But yeah, I, I, I'd love to see um, the discussion behind New Game Plus content. And just yeah, like, that'd be a blast. They decide what what do we expand upon and sell, like because here's the thing is let's look at like uh, a Bethesda Game Studios game. I'd rather them after the game comes out sit down and, and go okay, you know I'd I'd rather them make a Far Harbor and I'd pay for that, um, right? Instead of trying to stuff some small little island that really isn't that finished up and. Um, like say like oh new game plus content here and like you go to this little island it takes like five minutes you're done um so yeah yeah i i agree though that the the best feeling is like the uh your adventure is not done yet um yeah that little text you get at the end 
It's just that it's got to offer me something compelling, not just like you can go back to the main world and finish what you missed. It's like, okay, that's that's relieving in a way if I'm, (laughs) you know, but it's like I'd like to hear like you can also do X, Y and Z. So I'm trying to I'm 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 hoping we see some. I I don't I I think a a lot of it is down to cost and stuff. But at some point, companies are going to have to start meeting people. I thought of of a decent idea or a decent game that uh, I thought had new game plus right, which was um, Pokemon Moon. Um, a lot of new locations opened up once you beat the game. Oh, gotcha. And like new trainer battles you could do. Uh, there, there's a, a decent amount left undone. Um, not as much as previous Pokemon games though, but, uh, there was a good amount where, uh, it's not, it's one of those like, oh, your adventure's not done yet. So once I beat the game, like I had some other stuff to, to do, but I think yeah. Nintendo games have been pretty good with that type of stuff. Um, Dragon Ball Fusions, that's kind of an RNG game though. Uh... Okay, here's a good one. I've talked about Danganronpa a lot on the podcast, and I apologize for pulling out Japanese games now. But uh, well, no, because this game is like a, you know, it's a it's a murder mystery persona social link kind of game. But um, once you beat the game, it unlocks this new mode called School Mode. And what happens is at the end, you end up being able to like assign people different rooms, and they'll clean or they'll work. And then you can, like, hang out with them more, progress your social links more on your off days, and you have to resource manage. It's a completely different game, really. And oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's actually, exactly what I'm talking and about. And that's now that I think about it, that's a really good one. The, the, the sad part is I actually didn't have enough time to really delve deep into that. So that's, I think that's why they didn't come to mind. But that's a, that's a really good example of one because um, char- characters, like, die and stuff, so you might end up missing out on certain things. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So that New Game Plus helps out a lot. Yeah, I would love something like that in, in more games, at least. Yeah. But um, that's all we have to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Is there any other topics? We always but say I'm that's all, good. and then it's like, yeah. boom! It's like, but wait, there's more. <laughs> I know, and what's funny is we all started out, and we were all quiet. Like, <laughs> fucking Maddie's writing his notes. My, I, got, I had a migraine, and I was just sitting here, and, and Lone's a little quiet. <laughs> and then it starts, and it ramps up, and about yeah. 10 minutes in, I was like, damn! Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take long. So, so now it's time for the Ham Radio Podcast New Game Plus. <laughs> yeah. And there's more. Oh, we're not oh done yet. you just spoiled it. That would have been so fucking awesome if the next podcast we had done, we had pretended we were done, left it running quiet black, and then it was like, <laughs> oh, that'd be fucking New crazy. Game Plus. <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it. Well, we can still do it, because a lot of people are probably turned us off hours ago. <laughs> They've turned off, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, if there's not any other news to cover, then I, I guess that'll do it. Nope, that's it for me. All right, right. cool. Well, thank you guys for your time. It was a blast as always. Thank you to the listener for staying tuned with us so long. If you didn't, you didn't tune us out already. (laughs) The listener. (laughs) Yeah, the the one listener. You know what? If you're still listening at this point, tweet out at us, hashtag New Game Plus, and we'll we'll know who's listening at the end. That's all we know. We will. We will. That's a good idea. All right. All right, well, thank you guys for your time. Thank you to the listeners for staying tuned with us for so long. And we'll catch you guys in next week's episode. Peace out.